what do I want? episode 307 of of this is our eighth episode together um did you wait first 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 of all right did you see the philadelphia 76ers last night did you see uh, how I they watched, were a I functioning watched, basketball team last night yeah i watched a little bit of it i didn't see the whole thing because i was at work but yeah what a beautiful thing joel joel and b didn't even do shit like he, I mean, he was I, literally I just there. I want to, I want to see the Sixers fail every time they step on the court. No, 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 no. That's not gonna happen. We're, we're going to beat Miami in six games now. Like it's, it's, it's. They we're, can't guard Joel Embiid. We are going to be. <laughs> no, Wait, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you asked me if we were gonna be hostile because it was a net series. I'm gonna have to ask you again in like two weeks if we're going to, if it's gonna be hostile because it's a Sixers Celtics series. That's that's what's gonna happen. Oh man. I hope I hope the Celtics are there. No, I mean because Joel Embiid literally, by his presence, completely changed the series. By his presence, yeah. he, he didn't he didn't score much. He didn't. Um, he 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 was there defensively. He he was there for sure. But like offensively, the fact that you have to double him just opens the floor for everybody else. It's insane yeah, to he, see. He's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is. He's deserving. I wanted, of it. I, I, that was a test. I wanted to see see if you were <laughs> where you were on the on the spectrum right now. He's, he's certainly deserving of it. I'll tell you that. I, I didn't know if your new fandom was gonna switch you from Jokic that quickly. No, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I play um 2K22 and I'm on the Philadelphia 76s right now with Ben Simmons and we just lock people up. Hey, that's perfect. It, oh, it is. And, and and Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot. He just has to because um, I dribble now and i shoot now so all he has to do is catch the ball and dunk it which is something that's that perfect for him i know i love that in real life that picture oh, yeah. of him after surgery was crazy that's the first smile i've seen from him in a year oh no for for, for sure um but uh you want to get to the show let's yeah all right yeah, um yeah. so well hello there you caught us a little bit uh this is episode 307 of the it's all opinion podcast as i look for the audience applause Oh, you here? Thank you for clapping for us. That is Tim McLeod over there. I am Nate Sperlin. It's your weekly tour through hip hop. Thank you for watching on YouTube and listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, um, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and other DSPs. That um, there's just mad DSP. There's like mad podcast places to listen to. Wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you for listening to this one. Um, Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Follow Old Milk on Instagram and Twitter at Old Milk Media. And hopefully at some point during this conversation, maybe it was the basketball conversation that really did it for you. You decided to subscribe to the channel and like this video or podcast, however you're doing it, just like. Or, uh, anyway, uh, that is Taylor McLeod over there. Taylor, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, this week was terrible after... After two whole years of elusive behavior, I let my guard down and got COVID immediately. <laughs> so that was terrible. But I'm I'm on the mend. I feel better right now. So I guess I can't complain. Well, I think I speak for the audience when I say that I'm happy to see you. We, as, as everybody who is looking at you right now, we are happy to see that you're doing better. Um, yeah, thank you. That being said, 
do you want to just get right into today's big topic? Let's let's talk about Jack Harlow's Come Home, The Kids Miss You, 15 tracks, 45 minutes long. It features Pharrell Williams, Drake, Justin Timberlake, and Lil Wayne. There's also like a brief little interlude in between beats with uh, Snoop Dogg talking on it, but that doesn't really count as a feature. I just wanted to mention that. So um, Taylor, what did you think about Jack Harlow's 2022 album? Is he now the best rapper alive? Uh, no. <laughs> No, unfortunately for Young Harleazy, as track two would uh, call him, yeah, he's not the best rapper alive. Unfortunately, again, for Young Harleazy, he's not close to the best rapper alive. This album, for the hype and the amount of money that clearly went into it and the, the glitz that's on it, because you can, you, can you can hear the texture on it, and I do like the production. I don't think the beats are amazing. Um. I just think it's underwhelming. I know that Twitter really hates it, really hates it, but I think they made their mind up before going into the album that they were going to really hate it. Um, I don't really hate it. I don't love it. I don't like it. It's just like I told you this before we started recording. It's like I, to me, it almost doesn't, it doesn't warrant hate or it doesn't warrant a ton of love. It's just, you know, when basketball teams say we rolled the balls out there and thought we could win because we were this team or that team or you mean just the Celtics because... in game one? Oh, sorry. Well, right. I mean, sorry. the Celtics said it a lot, but it's like, oh, we just rolled the balls out there because we're the Boston Celtics or we, we rolled the balls out there and thought we could win because we're the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what this album to me feels like for Jack Harlow, but he is not the Celtics. He is not the Lakers. He's not close to any of that. He's the Charlotte Hornets. Right. And like I also told you, I don't even think that's any fault of his own. I think that the last two years has been such a hype machine around him that he, it was, it's clear that he's convinced he's Drake or the, the second coming of Drake. And he's, it's just not, that's just not the case. Yeah. I, I mean, first off, I think to, to your point about the amount of, money that went into this product at least from what it looks like from the outside it does look like it had a really huge budget um jack harlow was promoted like drake all over instagram um he was making appearances at nba playoff games he even like was fiddling with a i think it was a tnt camera which is something that you should not do jack by the way i like i like my um camera angles fresh that being said um he's why they lost game one yeah what what, what game was it that was Celtics Bucks game one. Oh. oh, was that? Oh, okay, sure. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, yeah. sitting in the corner <laughs> playing with the camera, making and... my Celtics lose. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but also when we talk about the features on this album, Pharrell Williams, that's going to cost you a lot of money. Drake is obviously going to cost you a lot of money. Justin Timberlake is going to cost you a lot of money. Lil Wayne is going to cost you a lot of money also. And having Snoop Dogg on that feature, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, also will cost you some money. That being said, um, I, I think the first, I think that I do agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily his fault that this turned out to be such a debacle, but I, the first question in terms of strategy I have for you is, do you think this album would have been better served if Jack Harlow did not, if Jack Harlow used that feature money budget, that money for feature for featured artists on more artists and spread that more um, spread that more, uh, I guess, vastly amongst hip hop versus then just 
three hip hop artists and one pop pop act? I don't know. I think if you look at his first album, there was a lot of big features. And I think that album is so much better than this, than this project. And I'm not like, (laughs) I, I feel like it's this weird thing where, and it happens to a lot of artists, especially white artists, white rappers specifically, when they come up that when they start bubbling, I feel like people don't pay a ton of attention. And then the second that they start warranting that attention or demanding that attention, it's immediately like, all right, I don't know who you think you are, but get the, you know what I mean? And like, that's just part of it. And that's just like the, every artist like that has gone through those trials and tribulations and the one who pers- ones who persevered through it, make it and the ones who don't, don't. Obviously there's a, there's clearly a machine behind Jack Harlow pushing this. And obviously he's on a big label, you got DJ drama. It's not, it's not, there's no mystery to what the machine is, but there is a machine that's pushing this. I don't know if the budget would have been, you know, better, better used elsewhere. I don't even know if the budget in terms of those features, it seems like the other artists really like him. Like, I know that Twitter hates him right now, but it seems like the other artists who work with him really like, like, you know, just enjoy, like, I, I dare to say spending time with him. I saw the videos of him and Pharrell, like working in the studio, having like a good time. Him and Drake went on vacation together. So it's like, it's clear that there's a, at least a respect or a, a, a care for him as a person. This, this album, it just feels like, it feels like an album from a big artist that the, the love and care that was put into the first album isn't necessarily there. It reminds me of, I guess it really does. Like, I can't think of a better example than just like rolling the balls out there and being like, all right, this is going to be a a smash because I'm Jack Harlow. And obviously it's already going to go platinum because of the singles. It's going to have the accolades. It's going to look great with the numbers, but there's just a a texture that's not there. There's the genuineness that's not there, especially when compared to his first project. And whether that's because he's not in Atlanta anymore, that first project, he was in Atlanta the whole time. And you could tell, like, there's a real, like, there's a real feeling to the album and there's just not the feeling that was in the first album, the, the, the hunger that was in the first album. And even in some of the mixtapes before just isn't there for this one. I mean, moving on, I think also, I think every good album has a purpose aside from making money. Well, it's intentional. You've said it a bunch of times on the show yeah it's like intentionality so aside from making money what exactly do you think is the purpose of this album because i personally can't find one other than it being a money grab well it's that but it's also like jack harlow is a sex symbol jack harlow mm-hmm. is a woman I, like that's his the lane he's very very clearly trying to occupy and that that's fine like you know music's had that forever like it's no you know what I mean? Like Drake has single like songs that are just for that certified lover boy is obviously in that lane. Like you have future doing that. Even some of the features on, on this album, like Justin Timberlake, that was his whole lane. So it's like, if that, if that's the lane you want to pursue, that's fine. But I, in the middle of it being like, I'm, I'm so hip hop. Like, you know what I mean? Like he has these lines where he's like, I'm so hip hop. And it's like, yeah, you're rapping. And I don't care if you're backs girl, just come over. Right. Stuff like that. It's like, I think the purpose of this is to be like, all right, Jack Harlow is this like superstar celebrity womanizer, this, that, this, that, this, that, which is, I, I guess, but 
there's nothing new about that there's nothing there's nothing to me there's nothing interesting about that yeah no i i agree i think that i i as we said also the production is great but i think that the one um weak link throughout the album is consistently jack harlow like even i like lil wayne's verse on the track that he had i like pharrell's production i like pharrell's um input i also kind of like justin timberlake's input as well but yeah it's it's frequently okay but what are you i i meant i mentioned this earlier before we started recording it's like there's a difference between to use basketball terms there's a difference between winning because of a player or winning with the player on the team you know right and i think throughout the album i don't really count any of the wins as jack harlow is the reason why this team this 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 song is carried to a win jack harlow like jack harlow was luka Doncic. jack harlow right. was joe and b jack harlow was Giannis. jack harlow was lebron kd tatum whoever see it yeah tatum hey thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> but that being said it, it just seems like i don't know i just feel like like you said, there's a sort of lack of genuine care put into this album. Right. And for that to show after everyone is, well, the hype machine is doing what it does. It's hyping and stuff like that. For that to be, for this to be the product of that is kind of disappointing. And it kind of, it doesn't look good for the music industry as a whole. If I, if in my opinion, I think that no, you're right. It, 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 it's, I looked on, I looked on Spotify. Jack Harlow right now has 51 million monthly listeners on Spotify, right? If you count that is calculated, that's a stat calculated by the amount of people who have listened to a single track by the artist in a month. So that means that 51 million people on Spotify have listened to one singular Jack Harlow song last month. At the same time, when you understand how DSPs work, you understand that algorithms can impact that. So let's say, for example, I'm listening to Lil Durk, right? And the Lil Durk album is over and I fall asleep. Jack Harlow comes yeah. on. That, that counts towards his monthly listenership. And that's also something that labels can pay for. So if labels are essentially paying for better placement for their artists, and of course, there are also those people who aren't, who are casual fans that are like, okay, this person's hot right now. Let me listen to him. Gravitating to that artist as well. It just kind of seems like labels are able to buy streams or buy um, attention for that artist and nothing is really earned. And it kind of creates a cycle of, okay, so we buy we buy this for this artist. Okay, now all the numbers look like this artist is doing good. Okay, the numbers look good. We need to put more money into him. It, it just right. kind of seems like a cycle and none of it really equates to good music. No, I mean, yeah, that, that hits the nail right on the head. In the the first album, you could tell it was made with a, all right, I need to prove myself. I need to earn it. Like you said, I need to earn this. And that, to me, that album, I think, is a good album. Like, obviously, you're going to get the people who are never, ever going to like anything Jack Harlow does. The same way that, like, when we were in middle school, people were like, no, I'll never like a Drake song. And you ask them today, and they still never like a Drake song. It's just the thing they decided, and that's fine. Like, you're going to have that with every single artist, especially someone like Jack Harlow, who is so openly out in the out in the open at the NBA games, acting like a superstar. And that, that's, you know, that is is what it is. 
and there's no knock on him for like living this this life if, you know what i mean it's like if if you have the success if you have the money yeah. if you're getting that like do it like that's what you're supposed to do that's what you know whatever i don't i don't have there's no knock on that but when it comes to the music there's like there's a level of like the the difference between fame and success versus like accomplishments as an artist and I'm not talking about streaming numbers I'm not talking about singles going platinum I'm not talking about you know platinum single with Lil Nas X first class goes platinum I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the 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 level of music you reach when you consistently put out good projects and it's easy to make the comparison to Drake because to me this album feels a lot like trying to not copy Drake necessarily but following a a Drake path where it's like two C slides on it right and to me, this actually, this album sounds a lot like the same song over and over and over again, where you're going to, ha- on Drake albums, you're going to have, you know, a couple similar songs that are definitely made for streams, but then you're going to have one where he's like, you can tell it's just him and 40 in the studio. And he's like, there's a reason I'm as big as I am. And you can debate that. You can be like, all right, Drake has never been a, like, whatever. But there's, there's those moments where you're like, all right, I understand why he belongs. To me on this album, there's no moment, except maybe the song with Drake, which is to me is the only song where, where Harlow feels really challenged, where he feels like he's not this uber accomplished, you know, the biggest rapper in the room where he understands that he is little bro in that song. And he has to really like, he really has to like, you know, put everything he has into that verse. And I just don't feel like there's a lot of moments on, on this album like that. And it is disappointing, especially with the hype coming into it. But I could have told you from the first two singles what this, what this project was going to be. There's no moment where it really feels like Jack Hall is sitting down and being like, don't forget that I am a rapper. Yeah. It's a lot of, I'm a pop star and that's fine. We need pop stars. There's always been pop stars, always will be pop stars. But to me, this is a pop star. I'm not, I'm one of the best young rappers. I'm one of the biggest rappers in the game albums. I also think that it's a um, product of labels allowing artists to, try to make that jump too early oh yeah it it seems like at least looking looking through my lifetime listening to hip-hop listening to rap music um okay it it seems like the typical career goes like this he's good we got to see him um refine it a little bit more okay he's starting to refine it he's really good yo y'all sleeping on him he's really good Oh, everybody likes him now. Cool. Like there, there's, there's a level, like there's so many steps that seem to be skipped here with the Jack Harlow, yeah, with Jack, with the story of Jack Harlow so far. Absolutely. And it's like, are, are we, do, are we, because I will also acknowledge the fact that rappers appear to be the content creators of music. And what I mean by that is when you look at a content creator on Instagram or on TikTok, they have to make the content. They have to schedule the content. They have to make sure the content looks good. They sometimes they edit the content themselves. They um there's so many other things that go into it aside from being able to be engaging by yourself looking at a camera. There's right. so many other things that go into that. And I think with hip hop, it's starting to turn that way too, in terms of you have to be, you have to have some form of gimmick or um contrivance. To, to you have to you have to be relatable somehow some yeah. way or you can be, just be super funny whatever you have to be you have to dress nice you have to um just just so many you have to be 
someone that someone wants to be before we even get to, are you talented? And I think that when we are at a point where I think that good music, if an artist is making good music, the music will always be the topic of conversation first, will always be the lead. Uh Kendrick Lamar is coming next week. We ain't say shit about anything except, yo, you remember him on Family Ties? Yeah. That was good. Baby Keem. Yo, Lost Souls is one of my favorite songs. We could talk about the melodic blue. Okay, this song is good. This song could have been better. Cool. But also, um, Vince Staples. Did you hear the music? Vince Staples is hilarious in interviews. Hilarious yeah. guy. Music. With Jack right. Harlowitz. Saw him at the Celtics game. Cool. He said this. He's trolling. Cool. Before we even get to the music. And I think that that is telling to me in terms of it could just be the focus of what the label wants him to do or what the, what right. direction the label wants him to go. And maybe that's the future of hip hop. And I think if that, if the future of hip hop is personality first, music last, whatever, whatever, I think that's a pretty trash future. And I'm going to jump off the ship if I'm being honest. But if, if I, I just think that all of this leads into a lack of emphasis on good music. And I think that in order for hip hop to continue to grow, we need those artists who, we need to highlight and illuminate and champion the artists who really care about making good songs and really care. Like I'm not gonna put out stuff just to put out stuff. Right, right. And and it's it's weird because this is not the album I would have expected after like a year and a half, two year wait especially knowing like his whole and obviously there's no no lifestyle adjustment I don't I don't care where he's like I cut out all my vices I wanted to lock in it's like this is the album like straight about being like a dog being like a you know what I mean like strictly it's not like a love album it's not like a like you know what I mean it's like a just a I want these like viral like viral little snippets or viral lines about you know my my like love life it's like that's the album that we got after the the you know what I mean normally you get that album normally when someone's like I locked in and then you get the album that's more like you said where it's like all right is this person talented Mm -hmm. you know what I mean when you get down to it and maybe that's what the next one will be obviously this one came out yesterday so it's like I'm not looking forward to the next one and it's not even like I'm not going to sit with this because it's tough for me to be up here and be like you know, Twitter said this, Twitter said that, and I don't like that. And then me do the same thing, listen to this, you know, a handful of times over two days and be like, all right, I'm done with it. Like, it's not my favorite, but I'll still give it the time of day just because, because I feel like as a, as a hip hop fan, this is the conversation right now. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's such, it's such just a different product than I thought we were going to get. I knew the singles were the singles. And I, I knew that a majority of the album would probably be in that lane, but I thought we'd get one or two moments that were like really like, all right, why is this, why is this young up and coming rapper as such a hype machine? Like, why is, why is that hype there? And it just, it just didn't happen. I feel like I went into it expecting to kind of have some cringeworthy moments, but, you know, come out of it being like, all right, there's like, there's a handful of songs that I I'll keep playing and, you know, at least give the time of day. And really like the only one I'm going to replay is the Drake song. Like that's the only one that I'm going to replay. I think the production on some other stuff is good. I like Justin Timberlake. I think Justin Timberlake actually did a good job on, on his song. And then 
Lil Wayne's verse sounds like Lil Wayne's in outer space. Just that verse yeah. could have gone anywhere. Like, he, yeah, when he said, tell that little dude you with that he a toilet. I was like, all right. <laughs> Wayne's all the way in his just rap and he doesn't even know where this verse is going. He's, he just. He said some other shit. Email. He said some other shit like essentially equating to robbing someone and he was like i'm in my harlow bag i'm gonna jack you or some shit like that and i was oh, like okay. yeah okay okay wayne you're you're still no, you're still yeah. somewhat in your prime I, all right and i think i think jack harlow still has potential to be like a very cool very interesting part of this whole game like obviously twitter twitter's writing him off but twitter's not a real place like these people like i said had their mind made up before they pressed play on this album they were gonna hate it no matter what and that's you're just gonna have that like that every artist has those people i mean drake dealt with that but I don't know. Some of the comparisons I've seen for Jack Harlow, obviously it's easy to do the Mac Miller comparison. It's easy mm-hmm. to do. Is Jack Harlow going to be, you know, Eminem? Is he going to be Lil Dicky? Is he going to be? And it's like, all right, we, yeah, sure. We get why this is happening, but I'm just underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed by yeah. the whole thing. And I think that's the word to put it is I'm just underwhelmed. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's a, uh, it just didn't move the needle at all really for me. I was excited for the Drake verse, especially after the leak to hear the the real version. But besides that, it's just like a nothing caught me, nothing stood out. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about the. I, I think that two of my favorite beats are the one. I think two of my favorite beats are um, first class and side piece. I I really like the the production on the album. It, it it feels very refined, but it doesn't do too much. And I no, it feels like th- it feels big budget. Yeah, and and I and when you look at some of the credits, for example, for first class, one, two, three, four, five people are credited on making that or on producing that uh track. When you look at side piece, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people credited for producing a track like that, and that also signal that also signals big money big money over here like yeah. oh he got money like that also signals that but i don't know it just it just seems like i don't know it seems like you you paid duncan robinson 90 million dollars and now he's on the bench yeah yeah that's, that's what it seems like and actually looking through the credits i'd be interested to hear the first album was big. There was a lot of big names on it. Clearly a ton of money, huge budget, huge budget thing. But there was also a feeling of, and I think that came out December, 2020. So that feels like a pandemic, like, all right, we're locked in, like we're working or, or at least, you know, more of a, a, a confined piece of art. I'd be interested to hear what it would be like for Jack Harlow to work with one producer for an entire project mm-hmm or a handful of producers. Cause when you look at the credits, the writing credits, the production credits, there is a lot of people involved in making this. There's like, I'm not gonna say a Kanye level of people, you know, Kanye amount of people involved with making this. But when you look through the credits, there's there's a thousand names for every song on, you know, every part of the song. And there's no problem with that. Like, you know, it's a collaborative thing, but I'd be interested to hear what uh, a Jack Harlow sitting down with one producer and obviously we're seeing the beginning of this relationship with Pharrell. And I don't know if I want to hear Harlow over, you know, 13 Pharrell beats. But I'd be interested to see what it would look like if if it was more of a, a, a refined process as opposed to this super big budget, super glitz, super glam thing. Because this clearly didn't hit the mark. 
No, not at all. Um, that being said, to put a bow on this kind of, what are your favorite tracks on Come Home, The Kids Mission? First of all, what is this, what is this album title too? I, I don't well, really understand that. We didn't, we didn't get to this. So when Drake was on the Club Paradise tour and he put out the song Club Paradise, he has a whole thing where that whole song is like, you know, people in Toronto saying he turned his back on Toronto. And right after that is when we got the whole like running through the six, like his whole return. When we got, if you're reading this, it's too late. What you said about skipping steps, it's like Jack Harlow went to Atlanta for the first time, went to Atlanta for the first couple mixtapes. And then it's like, all right, making his triumphant return home. <laughs> and it's like, come home, the kids miss you. You didn't give them time to miss you. Like Kanye has homecoming on graduation. But that's seven years after he moved to New York City. What this album feels like is this, like, first of all, the, the, the title doesn't match with the album at all. No. In it, but, like, come home. The only time he references it on the last, is it on the last song. Right. And it feels like it should be this, like, grandiose, like, ode to Louisville, ode to, not ode, but return. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I, I went out, I made my career, and now I'm coming home. And it's, like, that career was one album. Yeah. In a bunch of NBA game appearances, a celebrity all-star game appearance, getting TikTok cast in White Man Can't Jump, TikTok streams. It wasn't the the run that Kanye went before he made Homecoming or the run that Drake went on before, you know, if you're reading this and obviously the seven years since it it's underwhelming in like it feels like it skips steps. But in yeah. terms of favorite tracks, the only one I have is Church of Downs. I agree. Churchill Downs is by far the best track. Drake had some lines. Drake had some really good bars on it, and he also had some bars of typical 2022 Drake, where it's like, okay, yeah, but it, it was it was it was a nice mix. <laughs> it was it was a nice mix. So, um, yeah. yeah. That being said, this is the Cat Podcast. This is episode 307. That is Taylor McLeod. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching. Some way, somehow, at some point in time, you probably decided to like this video and subscribe to the channel. And for that, I thank you. We thank you. Uh, sorry, Taylor. Um, they want to speak for uh, you, but uh, I'm speaking for you right now. Um, but that being said, um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at, uh, and Twitter at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Um, old milk merch coming soon the old milk show is coming soon um that being said we'll be back when hip-hop tells us to be which will probably be next week if kendrick lamar isn't lying but i guess we won't see that for another six days so wait real quick taylor do you think he's lying do you think that no i think it's you don't coming. think you think it's coming okay i i yeah 40 percent of me feels like um what is it may 13th may 13th comes and it's just the single. It could be. It could be the single. I wouldn't. But to me, that's not lying. If if it's just darkness on the thirteenth and it's mm -hmm. nothing, then I'd be like, all right. No, I I hate when rappers are like, I'm I'm music is coming, and it's a single. Like, yeah. Give give I me mean, an album. If it's like you if can't... It's the heart part five. If it's the heart part five, I'm fine. Okay, I'll okay, I'll give. I'll, if he's dissing someone on the heart part five, I'll give it. I'll let it. I'll let it slide. I mean, we know who he'd be dissing. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only reason you'd be okay with it. Cause the, cause, cause the hard part four, he was low key. He, he, he tore, he tore big shot up a little low key. I know on the hard part. Four. He started using, he started using his uh, cadences and stuff. You know, that shit that uh, big Sean yeah. does with a little uh, falsetto in the background and uh -huh. Kendrick started doing.
I don't know who would ever want to beef with that dude. But anyway, thank you for watching. We'll be back when hip hop tells us to be. I am the um, Omega. <laughs>